Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? Fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball, not go out and hand check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. Here's your host, Simo Buck. They gonna love me for my ambition. What's going on, guys? Uh, it is Andrew Norris here. Simo uh, should be in soon. Got a couple things going on with work. I am on my lunch break as former, uh, how we used to do it, you know, me doing the show on my lunch break at 12 noon Eastern here. Um now it's going to be weird because not only am I on my lunch break, but Chris, since he doesn't have to work until, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning anymore, will also be on his lunch break. In fact, I just got an update that he's jumping in now. Uh, Chris, are you here yet? I can't, I can't see it because my iPad is a, is a joke right now and it doesn't want to turn on. Okay, he's not here yet. But, you guys, I, I'm telling you, yesterday was such a big, big day for the Hooper's Log. I mean – an unbelievably huge, monumental day. Not only did we get a new writer in Jack Buckingham, a 16-year-old, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say prodigy. I'm going to say a 16-year-old prodigy, right? Not only did we get him, but we got my lifelong best bud, Michael Hicks, as the editor, the editor-in-chief, whatever the hell the difference is between those two. He's also on board. So now we're starting to get a team, guys. It's You got me? You got your host, you got your creator, you got your starter, you got your basically uh technically he's the Jesus of the Hooper's log in Simo Buckets, who I believe should be here right now, Chris. He's texting me saying he's here, but I, I can't hear him talk. Um so so basically you got him in in that, you know, it took him six days to put it all together and then he rested on the seventh. Um you got Calvin Paul. Uh, another young writer. You got you got Jack Buckingham, uh, another young writer who we're all going to be spitting out. The four I just mentioned, we are all spitting out second round preview articles. Jack's already submitted his. He's going to be going over his, and those are all going up on the website. We also have a fantastic article from Jack about how the media, and this is talked about a lot on the show here, the media plays such a huge role in who's a hero, who's a villain, who does what well. Uh, more so even than stats. Um, so those are some things that, you know, that that, that article covers. And i got to say, guys, it's going up tonight. It's fantastic. It's getting edited right now. Um, and then the fifth piece, the editor, Michael Hicks. Um, first of all, 
welcome to you, new guys, Jack, Michael. I hope you're listening. I know Michael's got a college class, but he'll listen to this podcast at some point. Christopher, what's going on, man? I'm here, man. Hey, I'm in the middle of driving in the middle of uh, Seattle. And how how come I can get on the studio and you can't? Uh, it's all good. I I get it though. But uh, back, I wanted to say something. Uh, with all the things that we're doing, uh, obviously we're building a team. Uh, you know, the only reason I'm late on the show is because, uh, as we all know, people who get paid minimum wage play at a uh, work at a minimum level. They don't actually attempt in life, so I have to deal with these people on a daily basis. But you know, I'm here and. Uh, uh, we also had a lot of uh, we had a lot of things to talk about from last night, and uh, as we talked about, you know, uh, a lot of things going up on the new website. So I'm jacked and excited as much as everybody else is on the Hoopers log. I'm not Jesus. Don't compare me to. I'm not a god. I'm just a messenger. I just I just I created something that I love, and uh, you know, by the grace of God, I'm not the I'm not a super religious freak or anything, but I do have my beliefs, and just by the grace of God, we have now. Five people all combined connected to the Hoopers log, and it's it's only going to get bigger over time. It's only going to get bigger, but for right now, we've got a solid group of guys, like you said, Jack Buckingham. We got Hicks. We got uh, we got yourself, a uh, co-host here, Andrew Norris. Uh, role reversal today, and then we also have Calvin. Uh, we've got an awesome group of guys right now, and it's only going to get better. And over the off season, we plan on getting correspondence from different types of all all thirty teams in the NBA. And also, we're going to try and get uh, attempt. We don't know if it's going to happen. I've been I've been doing a lot of research. I talked to a Blazer guy last night uh, on you know potentially getting media passes. Maybe go to one or two games a year. Just get some kind of interview from somebody about what's going on with the team, and hopefully we can implement it into our show and over the over down the line get better. But for now, it's growing and it's getting good. Andrew, let's talk about last night and let's talk about what's happening tonight in the NBA. Dude, let I mean, let's do it. Let's just start. Let's go to the exciting one because this game, and we were we were actually live on air last night as this game was coming down the stretch. Uh, the whole fourth quarter, we were on the air, um, and boy, was it fun! The Toronto Raptors, the two seed, in danger, heading into the fourth, down I believe, let's see, fifteen nine, uh, down thirteen points, heading into the fourth. Uh, on the verge of falling down three games to two to the seventh seed. And this is a team who has been eliminated two is it two or three years in a row in the first round. Um, and, and, you know, that bus label is already on them, and it would only get stronger and stronger uh, if, if they were to fall down 3-2 and, you know, possibly end up getting eliminated from this. Uh, but I, I just want to go here and toot my own horn, even though I hate that saying. It bugs me. Yeah, yeah. That – I, in the middle of the show, had a bet with uh, the guy I'm here with right now, Christopher Morrison, and that Toronto would come back. Toronto outscored Indiana. Listen to this. This is in a playoff game, game five, tied 2-2, fourth quarter. They outscored Indiana by 16 points, 25-9 to in the fourth quarter. I mean, that that is unbelievable. Believable in in an intense playoff game, and it's not like the the Raptors were playing great. The the Pacers just completely lost the ability to shoot the ball. Paul George was fantastic in the first half. He blew it in the second half. He couldn't make a bucket. Yes. Stupid turnovers. I mean, what did Rodney Stuckey do? He just like fell out of bounds, and that was really the turning point. It was about a nine point game. Then all of a sudden, he just kind of falls out of bounds, and boom, they hit a three on the next possession. That was the big turning point of this game 
Um, you know, and, and you just the Raptors finally got one of their two guys to really stand up and perform. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, 10 for 22 from the field, 34 points, 40 minutes. Um, Kyle Bowers still can't get it going. I mean, just these people still get at the same time. And I think once they get past the first round, he can grab the ball and get well, hopefully you can hear me. Uh, can you hear me, Andrew? Yeah, just a little windy sounding. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm driving, uh, you know, as we know, here in the middle of the day. I now work a day shift, and I uh, I do the big boy things. Anyway, uh, no, last night, so I rewatched the fourth quarter. Obviously, we were we did our show during the game. We had an outstanding show last night, one of our best shows we've ever done, obviously cutting in and out of the show. If I do cut in and out today, I apologize. I'm driving uh, – in the lower region of, uh, of the Pacific Northwest. But anyway, um, I rewatched the fourth quarter, and what it looked like to me was a complete power outage by the Indiana Pacers. This first three quarters, they absolutely dominated. Like you said, up 90 to 70 plus, like 77, I believe, going into the fourth. And what it looked like to me was a team that got, I think, a little over their head in how they played. And I think Toronto just pressed the gas to, Pedal to the metal. They knew if they lost this ball game going back back to Indiana, that it might as well have been over in six. I still think this series is going to go seven, considering how Indiana played in the third quarter, uh, the first three quarters of the game. But it looked like a complete power outage the final eight to nine minutes of the or the first eight nine minutes of the fourth quarter. Then going into the final three minutes of the fourth quarter, that was where the game got really really interesting. Obviously, Toronto took the lead that they did. Well, going on an out, unbelievable run to start the quarter. I think it was like a, if I'm not mistaken, like an 18 to two run to start the quarter in the first eight minutes, and then and then uh, Indiana found a way to kind of scrabble back some points, and then once they got to the final minute, as we saw, you know that game tying attempt three by Indiana was. I mean, it it's still being debated on Twitter whether it was good or not from the standpoint of how was the light on at point one, but overall. We saw Toronto step on the gas in the fourth quarter, getting it done and winning ultimately 102 to 99, getting up, going now up uh, 3-2, first five games of the series, 3-2, now Toronto is up. And this was definitely one of the best games of the playoffs, especially from the standpoint of how the final minutes of that game ended. And uh, you got to give Toronto a lot of credit. Like you said, coming into this series, their, their history over the last two, three years in the postseason, they have not been playing well. And even in this one, they didn't play very well. But they found a way to, to eke it out at the very end, getting the victory now of 3-2, going back to Indiana. And the next time those two teams play, I believe, will be on Thursday. Actually, no, Friday night. That'll be the first game on, uh, on, on, uh, on, on Friday, probably more than likely on ESPN. Uh, but as, as we saw, Toronto taking care of business at the final portion of the game, getting it done, beating Indiana uh, in that one. Uh, do you want to move on to the next one, Andrew? Yeah, I mean, let's just – this game, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it. The Celtics came out and looked like they were – I don't want to say going to dominate the Hawks. They didn't look they like flat. that, but they looked like they were going to beat them and they were going to beat them pretty easily, right? And then the middle quarters yeah. came along. And, and are you ready for the stat? This is this is insane. The Atlanta Hawks went on a 52-17 to 17 run against yeah. the Boston Celtics. I mean, you got this is, this is – I mean, when you're in a series that's tied 2-2, two to two, you're in game yeah. five, you're on the road. I guess on the road is the only excuse they really have. But you can't – you can't be doing these kind of things where you're – you're scoring nine points in the fourth quarter. 
I mean, this is this is the biggest game of your yeah. season. And, I mean, Isaiah Thomas, I know people want to call him a superstar. He He's a fringe all-star. That's what he is. And he came out with three yes. for 12 from the field and only scored seven points. I mean, this is it's a team that I think showed last night they're not quite ready. Uh, their regular season was a little bit better than I think they actually are as a team. Uh, not to say their future isn't, isn't well, they just the sun, but but you know, it, it, I think we may have overrated the Celtics yeah. a little bit. Go ahead. I was gonna say, you know, I, 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 we 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 agree on this. I think they hit their ceiling this year. Forty-eight wins, outstanding regular season with the talent that they have. Like you said, and I know Steve Silver and I are, you know, up here in the Pacific Northwest, and we love our Isaiah Thomas from, you know, Tacoma, Washington, but. To be 100% honest, we know that we know this guy, being a completely objective, this guy is a fringe all-star. He, I think he's hit his ceiling and his potential. Obviously scoring 42 points in, I believe it was game three of the series, to bring this team back to, to get it closer within a two, uh, being down 2-1 to Atlanta. I, I think the Celtics have maxed out what they can potentially do with the current team that they have. And, and that's kudos to Brad Stevens and this organization. And we mentioned it last night. If this team, like, and we've said this the last, I've said this the last, year and a half two years now that I've been with CLNS radio and I've said look Boston has all the makings of a championship team they just don't have their LeBron they just don't have their Kevin Durant they just don't have their you know their their one guy to go to they don't have their guy and once they get their guy look out and and who's to say that Ben Simmons can't be walking through that door considering how bad the Nets played this last year so the chance of them getting their guy is there but this was just the evident fact that the Atlanta Hawks and what you mentioned a 52 to 17 run when you moment you said that I just thought of last season again you know how the injuries have kind of uh, piled up over the last three or four days here in the NBA playoffs I just thought of Last season, again, Atlanta from Thanksgiving all the way to Super Bowl Sunday, I believe they went 34-2. and I mean, that's what this team did last night. They went on a tear, uh, a, a conservative stretch where they just, they just flat out out, and then they just, they just kind of turned the clock, kind of like how San Antonio does, you know, throughout games at certain times like they did against the, 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 the Memphis Grizzlies in their first round. Like, there were times where I was thinking about turning on the game. You know, I, I didn't know what the score was, to be honest with you. I was busy with uh, getting things ready, looking up at the Hoopers log and whatnot, obviously checking out, talking to people. And then around midway through the third, I saw the score was like, I saw the score was like, uh, like 90 to 66. I was like, oh, okay, all right, uh, I'm not going to tune into this one. I already know where it's going. And obviously with the Hawks winning 110 to 83, an absolute domination fest by them. And, and, we, and, and CLNS has been right when, when they've talked about, you know, the panic of the Celtics. There's no need to panic. This team is on the up and up. The problem is, is they're just, we've said it for about a year and a half now, definitely since October, one piece away. I mean, really, one gigantic player, one giant piece away from really, really walking on the moon and, and having a chance at contending for title. That is how close they are. They just don't have it yet. And, and this game was another evident, obvious apparent. If they had one guy, I mean, let's just say Kevin Durant was on this team, this would have been a much closer, much competitive, more competitive game. But unfortunately, uh, the Atlanta Hawks showing the steady pace that they are. Again, nine straight playoff appearances. You don't get there overnight with the Atlanta Hawks and what they've done. Outside of the San Antonio Spurs, this Hawks team has been to the most consecutive playoff appearances in the NBA. That's a, that's a pretty enormous uh, stat there for them. And so for them to do what they've done uh, over the last nine years and what they did tonight or last night showing in game five, that they can get it done. Game six is on Thursday, tomorrow. Uh, we're excited to, to obviously talk about that one on Friday. 
Um, but uh, that's really what happened in the NBA last night. Andrew, is there anything else you want to talk about before we preview the games tonight? Well, first I just want to say, um, if anybody is sitting in the geek seat to geek studio is trying to get on, uh, not only is my phone going to crap right now, my iPad's going to crap. I can't connect to to anything right now. Um, it's let me go on wall talk, but it's not letting me go in the studio to see if there's anybody waiting. I'm trying to get to you. Um, just be patient with us. We'll get you on air. Because um, I know I was talking to a few people last night who really wanted to come in and talk, had some questions on the, how to call in. So we're hoping that uh, we're hoping that you're waiting. Just stay patient with us. Um, and, and also, and, we're, and also, just be aware that this is not our normal time slot. We're doing this today because there were only two games in the NBA. We have life things to do after this, uh, you know, at, at, at our normally time schedule. Normally, if you're listening to the podcast, our show is at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. That would be the time when to call in. If you don't call in today, don't worry about it. I mean, today we're about to preview the games tonight, and then we're going to get on out of here. But, uh, you know, obviously our normal time slot is 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and the phone number, as always, is 323-642-1558. Andrew, let's just get to previewing these games, and let's get out of here, man. I mean, obviously, we got all the time in the world to talk tomorrow. Let's just preview what's going to happen on TNT tonight for a beautiful Wednesday of, of two more – Three more beautiful game fives. Two of those will be uh, really ones that put it in favor, and one should be the clincher tonight, although you have different opinions on what might happen between the Golden State Warriors and the Rockets. What's your take on what's going to happen tonight in the NBA with these three game fives? Well, let's let's start with Golden State and the Rockets. Um, sure. This is this Golden State team who had a lot of their aspirations taken away as they were going to have to go take on Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, J.J. Redick, uh, and screw it, Lamba Amute, okay? So yeah. that that right. team would have been taking on the Curryless Warriors. Okay, 24 right. hours later, they're taking on DeAndre Jordan and Lamba Amute, okay? So this team just got all their hopes back. But at the same time, the Rockets can pull the upset tonight. I refuse to count this team out of the series, Okay. And I'm going to tell you why. Any team, all right, so if they win game five tonight, they have game six at home. I think they'll be favored in game six at home for against the Curry Lift Warriors, right? So you take, Correct. If, if they pull the upset, they win the game, they're favored, anything can happen in a game seven. And I know it's far-fetched. Are they going to beat the right. Warriors? I'd say it's 90%. No. But why do we talk about these things? Why do we have this show? Because we love talking about far-fetched stuff. We love planting scenarios. We love the idea of coming back against the team that will have to them out. I think you're going to highlight tonight. Hey, your is that that wins the uh, I think you're going to see a power tonight. Uh, I think you're going to see a aggressive James Harden, uh, yeah. a younger-looking Trevor. I think that is going to pull the upset tonight. I'm going to get the win at home and take it to seven. That'll be that'll be that's yet to be seen. But I do predict this team to pull the upset against the 73 and nine Curryless Warriors today, um, barring something like Clay Thompson going for 40, which is entirely possible. It seems like he yeah. off every time Steph did. But we've seen this year, this team is not half the team they are with or without Steph as they are with Steph. 
Um, you know, we could see some real intrigue and take all that win off tonight. And, you know, who knows? If they pull that win off tonight, I'm not, again, I'm just going to count up the uh, but what's your picture for this game, Chris? What do you think is going to happen? Hopefully you can hear me. I can hear you cutting in and out, Andrew. I think I sound okay. Uh, if not, then I apologize again. But uh, this game tonight between Golden State and, and the Rockets, look, it, it's going to be in Golden State. Golden State knows what's at stake, and you mentioned, the, you mentioned the layout itself. Look, this is Golden State's game to win, and they need to win it for that reason alone. If they lose this game tonight, game six is back in Houston. Uh, with the way the Rockets have been playing, uh, the, the, the Houston Rockets should be able to dominate at home, at least play, especially if Curry's out, they should be able to win. And then, like you said, game seven, doesn't matter who's playing, anybody can win, and, and, and that's, that's the scenario Golden State doesn't want. Expect Golden State without Curry tonight to come out and absolutely just lay the hammer down. I would expect them to win by 15, and that's I'm not trying to sit here and say that they're way better than the Rockets without Curry because they are. They are. They're better. They're still way better than the Rockets, but they're not obviously like like two or three steps better with Curry. They're about they're about a step, step and a half still better than the Rockets, but they're definitely still better than the Rockets. And then tonight they're going to come out and dominate. They're going to get it done. They're going to they're going to find a way to close this series out. Find a way to rest up so that they can just sit back, watch Portland and the Clippers beat each other up the final final three games of that series if it goes six it does so be it but obviously tonight um you know that game i i just think the golden state warriors wrap it up uh how about these other games andrew what go take you talk about uh one of the games first and i'll just i'll just follow you up well yeah i mean we got the in my opinion the biggest game so far of these playoffs in charlotte versus miami um yeah. you know i i think that the winner of this game has a very, very good chance to go into the Eastern Conference Finals with the way the Raptors are playing yeah. right now. Um, you know, even though Charlotte lost Nick Batum, they're still a damn good team. Uh, yeah. So I think this is the biggest game of the finals, and you got some questions. Are you going to see vintage D-Wade? Um, is Kemba going to step up and be kind of the March type of Kemba? Uh, and if, if all these things mesh, I think we could be in for a classic. And this is a must-win for the Miami Heat, I do want to remind you. They lose this game, yeah. they go to game six on the road in Charlotte. Okay? If they win that game, they still have, they're still in a game seven. Now, even if they can pull out the series in that, D-Wade's not a young guy. Okay? A seven-game no. series is going to take a lot out of him. A lot yeah. out of him. Uh, so I think this is a must-win for Miami. If Miami really wants to make some noise in the Eastern Conference, I think two wins in a row is very important for them. Um, but I do think I, I'm beyond excited to watch this game. I think it's going to be a classic. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes into OT because uh, these are two of the harder teams in the entire league, uh, and, and you're really going to see. And, and by the way, for if anybody listening to the show is a diehard fan of Charlotte, please call in when we get these these phone lines up and running because I go on Twitter all day every day. I'm either at work or doing something where I can be on Twitter. And I don't think I've ever seen a Charlotte fan. So I want you guys to come out tonight, uh, call in, speak your mind, say you're here. I want you guys to battle with Heat Twitter. I know we mentioned them last night on the show. I want you guys to go into full-out war with Heat Twitter. Um, but, you know, this is, this is the game of the, of the first round, uh, barring this series or a series going to game seven. I think this will be the game of the first round. Chris, you still there? Okay, it looks like you fell off the line. 
Uh, basically, so the other game we have on tonight is Portland versus the L.A. Clippers. Um, this is a 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern time start time. Uh, the way they bunched up these games is stupid. You have 8, 10, and then 10.30. I don't get why you don't go 8, 9.30, 10.30 or something like that, or even 7, 9, 10.30, uh, because it's the NBA and they're way smarter than me. But uh, so right now, the Golden State Warriors are favored by 54%. Or, excuse me. The L.A. Clippers are favored by 54% of the public to win this game, which really amazes me is, you know, they're either going to come out completely defeated or they're going to play harder than you've ever seen this team play before. Uh, DeAndre Jordan is going to get the chance to really live up to that max contract, and I'm, I'm really interested to see how it's going to go. Is he going to go out and get a 20-20 game, or is he going to go out and do his normal, like, 11-14? and 14? Uh, Because if he's really a max contract player, he will step up in this game, he will get this team a win at home, mind you. This team is in L.A. It's the playoffs. That crowd's going to be going crazy. Um, you know, fight this team. They just want to see their team get out of the first round now. That's got to be the goal for this L.A. Clippers team. And you don't want that. But you want the players to almost play like this is their NBA Finals. On the other side, you're getting Damian Lillard. You're getting C.J. McCollum, um, guarded by Austin Rivers and J.J. Reddick. So, you know, Damian Lillard should really have a good game. Not saying Austin Rivers is a terrible defender, but, you know, he's still Austin Rivers, and he's not a star-quality NBA player. Those are the type of players being colored to pick off and really, you know, if it, Portland wins the series, I think this game is immensely important. I think they win the next two. Uh, Chris, what do you got on? So, I want to get back to the uh, Miami game real quick. Oh, well, I'll get back to that in a second. But the Clippers and, and Blazers, look, I said this last night. We were talking about this uh, off the air. And this Blazer team, look, I think now they're in the driver's seat to really take this series. The Clippers are completely just just down. They're just down. I mean, that's just what's going to happen when you lose your top two players and you have to adjust in, you know, a day and a half. And, and that's, that's going to be a brutal, brutal turnaround for the Clippers. I, I think the Blazers are in the driver's seat. I think they come out, they play in L.A. I think it's going to be a good game from the standpoint of they're back home. But outside of that, I think I think the backcourt for the uh, the Portland Trailblazers is going to show up in this one, and they're going to absolutely dominate. And I'm not just saying that because I'm out here in the Pacific Northwest. I'm I'm being honest. I think they're going to absolutely come out and crush the Clippers uh, in this game late in the ball game because that's where it's going to that's where it's mostly going to affect the Clippers. The first first half they're going to be fine. They're going to find a way to keep in it. It's the second half where the depth is going to absolutely dominate them. And the, the Blazers, as they've shown, their depth is unbelievable, and their depth matches everybody else's. So I think that's where it's ultimately going to work out, and it's going to be fine for them. Going back to the Miami and Charlotte series, you know, obviously I fell off the line. Um, going back to that series, th- this series, we expected it to go seven before anything even happened. And whether Nicholas Batum got hurt or not, this, this was not a shocking thing to know that the – Miami Heat and the Charlotte Hornets were going to go seven. And so knowing that, like you said, going into a game five, this is, like you said, the game to watch tonight. If there was one game to watch tonight, it would be that. Obviously, everyone's going to tune into Warriors and Rockets. But the Hornets and the Heat, I mean, they both have matchup qualities that are so similar to one another that if you don't tune in as a purist basketball fan, you're really leaving yourself out of a situation where you're watching unbelievable basketball. I mean, and the, and the great part is, is the storylines are there too. You got Dwayne Wade trying to lead a brand new team for really the third regime. I mean, you had the Shaq regime, you had the LeBron regime. Now you got this team full of really just kind of a bunch of everybody, you know, Drogic and Luol Deng and everybody. 
And you got that one. And then you got the Kemba Walker project now where obviously we saw it in college with UConn, and now we see it with Charlotte Hornets. And you're seeing a guy in Kemba Walker really fall back into that Kemba Walker we saw when he was with the UConn Huskies. And this is something we're going to see again. And if Kemba, like you said, if Kemba Walker and the Charlotte Hornets walk into Miami and win their third straight game on the road, lock it up. They're going to the next round. And who's to say that they can't walk in to play Indiana or a team like, uh, or a team like the Toronto Raptors who are struggling? They can come in and they can absolutely take a couple of games here and there, maybe both games on the road. That's getting a little outlandish. But they can potentially take one on the road in Toronto and then come back home, play their game. They get into the Eastern Conference Finals. They don't stand a chance against Cleveland, but they get into the Eastern Conference Finals. That is a season to build off of, and that builds uh, an opportunity for free agents to come there if they so choose to pick some major pieces up and potentially turn into a chemistry-laden team next season and potentially contend for a, for a uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Not that they'll win and beat Cleveland next year either, but that can build up something down the road as time goes on. And that is something huge for this organization. We said it before the season, unless they build an identity, this is just a bunch of pieces and, a bu- and outside of that, nothing. They have proven that they can finally put something together. And tonight's game, like you said, is the game if you're a Charlotte Hornets fan, to really dictate where this organization is going to go. I think this is an organization-defining game from the standpoint of they haven't been this far as the Charlotte Hornets in almost 12 years. This is a huge game for them as an organization. And knowing that and knowing that value, this is a giant opportunity for them to shine and say, look, we're here. We're here to move forward, and we're here to stay in the landscape of the East for the next five uh, five plus years if all goes well and if everything works out. So that that's my take on those two games and those two series. Uh, we got breaking news. Uh, yes, the phone signs are up and running in the Seat Geek Studios. If you want to call in the show, probably got about five minutes left. Is three two three six four two one five five eight. One more time, that is a three two three six four two one five five eight. Or tweet us at cmobuckets two five three at talk ball now. Uh, like I said, we also added Calvin Paul to the team. His ad is Calvin Paul Dude. I believe that's it. Um, you also have uh, at NBA Talk Always, I believe is Jack's at, and then at M Hicks 1994. That's a full team. That's a starting five right there. Okay, but yeah, here's the we're still graphic designers. We're still looking for YouTube personalities. You want to make videos Marketing. for YouTube? You want to be on our page? You let us know. You, we're looking for marketers. We want to blow this up. You want to get paid. We're not paying yet, but who knows, guys? Okay. We want to turn this into something where we're getting we're getting all types of, you know, every dime that this show has made or will make for a while goes back into the show for now. Um, the the resources, the time, everything we all put into this. Uh, I hope isn't going unnoticed by you guys. I hope you guys can tell, see that we're growing. Hope you guys can see how much work we really put into this. Uh, with three two guys plus, plus the original, the OG and Chris, and then uh, we're, we're really turning this into something. Uh, so soon, you know, we're gonna like like Chris, we multiply for media credentials yesterday. If we got our media credentials, that would be a huge deal. We'd be able to get you takes straight from the locker room, uh, straight from the players, and, and that that would be huge for us. Okay, so you know it, it's just. And, and I want to let you guys know, and I know I said it a couple of shows ago, but the amount of the amount of listeners we've had recently has, has jumped up 
so greatly that that's why we're trying to grow so fast because you guys have overwhelmed us in a positive way with how much you guys have jumped on board and really stuck with us. And I want to I let everybody know, when me and Chris started, we were getting too low when Chris started, and then when I jumped on board, we were getting too to follow Lickie's a show. Okay, we're almost half a thousand Lickie's first show. This is something special. This is something to really be proud of. And it's not, it, it's all thanks to you guys. Um, this is something we work so hard for today. And, and the, amount of, the amount of listeners, the amount of fans we've had from this, and, and overwhelming, it, 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 I'd like to be speechless, but I'm never speechless. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a guy on the radio. Why would I ever be speechless? Um, <laughs> so, so just thank you guys all so much. Um, Chris, do you have anything else to say before you know I take it away and get us off the air? Well, and just to just to really recap what Andrew said, I mean, it's 120, 127 episodes is uh, is something by itself is impressive, and uh, you know we we've, we've done it today. We found a way to get through it. I found a way to stay on the air, obviously driving through the beautiful areas that uh, the Pacific Northwest provides me. But uh, again, normally this is not our normal time slot. We'll have an early podcast today, obviously, and then tomorrow we'll be back to our normal time slot. And we'll be moving to every other day in about two and a half weeks from now. So once we get to that point, then we can really start focusing in on building and growing our brand more as we move forward. So for that, uh, my name is Simo Buckets. I'm going to head on out of here. Andrew, have a good one, buddy. And uh, thank you again for hosting the show as I, uh, as I drive around and, and actually get paid. So have a good one, everybody. Peace. Yeah, that is Simo Buckets, full time Simo Buckets. I'll go give him a shout. Uh, we are back live tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. We're going to be reviewing tonight's huge, huge games in the NBA. Also previewing the, the game fixes. Uh, I also want to discuss tomorrow the, the atrocity that it is that we're going to be starting round two. Around what's also going on. NBA, I know you want your weekend money, but how about you put your customers in a spot where they can focus on one series at a time? Um, other than that, thank you guys so much for listening. Looking forward to talking to you guys all again tomorrow. Uh, I, I'm hoping a few of you guys call in if, if we have some trouble with the CT studios. But you guys, as I say every time, peace!